Arts, Lifestyle, SNS Online. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. She rolled my hair, put my lipstick on in the glass of her boudoir. There's nothing wrong with loving who you are, she said, cause it made you perfect, babe. So hold your head up and you'll go of a whole myriad of different characteristics, experiences, beliefs, perceptions, and, and really that's what makes us who we are and gives us a unique sense of self. So many people don't realize or understand someone else's uh, life and it's, it's about coming together as a community and supporting each other so we can educate the masses. To me, labels are extremely important because most of my disabilities are, are invisible 90% of the time. So if I don't like show off and celebrate my labels, um, people don't believe me and I don't get the support I need as a disabled woman and as a gay woman. Never make any assumptions about someone, their background, their community, what their needs are and just always ask questions because that's how you get somewhere. I've learned there's always more to learn. <laughs> always. Hello and welcome to SNS Online. What you heard were short extracts of guest panellists kicking off a pretty significant event in the LGBTQ calendar. And in the iconic Royal Vauxhall Tavern in South East London, we joined them and hundreds of others to help celebrate the very first Para Pride. It's a glorious day too. So while we wait for the cabaret to begin, let's step outside in the sunshine, sink a beer and chat to some of the people responsible for this historic event. Firstly, the totally lovely Joseph Williams. So my name is Joseph Williams. I'm the executive director of Parapride. Um, my role is to basically make sure that, that, that Parapride is successful in the ambitions that we've set out. Um, as an organisation, we were founded to normalise the social experiences of all people in the LGBTQ community, uh, with a particular focus on disability. 40% um, is identified as uh, having a disability of some form, that being uh, physical disability, sensory disability, um, uh, a, a mental health condition or a chronic health condition. Um, and for almost 50% of our community to have a compromised experience, um, given the opportunities that are socially available to them, uh, just isn't fair. Um, so one of the most important uh, aims and ambitions for us is to make what is available to all members of our community equal. Our ambitions are very clear. Um, we want to take Parapride around the world. Um, we're currently building some technology to help us achieve that. Um, we're basically building Airbnb, but for people with disabilities, focusing on social uh, events and uh, venues um, and social uh, spaces. Um, so we'll be working extensively with uh, the corporate world, with, uh, with retailers, with uh, theatres, with cinemas, with all different types of organisations in ways in which they can better understand what access is 
um, and how they can make adjustments. Some simple. I mean, we're not not everybody like the RVT, for example, can make huge structural changes um, to bring in uh, accessible bathrooms. Um, however. You can hire a portaloo, you can put high contrast signing in place, you can have BSL interpreters um, on site to be able to interact with the deaf community. So that's something that we're really going to be focusing on over the next five years, particularly first in the UK, then throughout Europe, and then moving into uh, the world, hopefully, within the next 10. Unfortunately, when most people think about access, they think about sticks and wheelchairs. Um, and there is so much more provision um, and uh, uh, an opportunity for people to be thinking about the types of access that they can have at their venue. Maybe you don't have an accessible toilet, but you do have uh, a, a space in your venue that could be sectioned off as a quiet zone for people with autism. Um, you can bring in high contrast menus for people that are visually impaired. Um, you know, it's, it, there's so much that can be done, um, and the education surrounding that is really what we want to focus on over the next year particularly that's brilliant and how do you feel it's gone so far today i mean it's it's i, I hate the word humbling because to, to recognize humility is obviously a contradiction in itself but um as, as somebody that uh, sat with two people um a year ago and said we need to do something about this um to now be celebrating with around 800 people tuning in obviously one of the things that we want to make sure is that there are so many people that can't get to our events um housebound disability is a, a huge uh, factor in the isolation that the community feel um so to have 800 people with us today that can't be here is is just the most amazing feeling and obviously everyone that's here it looks like they're having a good time and i can only hope they are Joseph Williams Fair with a reference to Glitterbox Radio who are broadcasting the event live to over 800 people who can't attend in person. Check them out at glitterboxradio.com Time now for a strip search and a phone call (laughs) courtesy of the lovely Suzanne. Okay, well, I'm with Suzanne, who's a real policewoman and everything, and you're going to tell me all about your involvement in Parapride. I certainly am. So I'm actually a hate crime uh, coordinator over on the East BCU in the Metropolitan Police. Just to say, what a, what a great queue, uh, the police car just going past at the time. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that your uh, your phone when it rings? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that. <laughs> Maybe the Sweeney. Um, but actually, so I've come over here um, just to involve myself with um, the community itself today so we can get the message out as far wide as, as we can right. and that's what it's all about it's about us living as a community um, getting the message out that we're all equal uh, and we all deserve to be here and we all need to be proud of who we are and how can the emergency services actually help on a day-to-day level and also on specific event levels I think it's because uh, if you actually see us here um, it, it breaks down those barriers that, we're, that we are actually here to, to help people and I think the, um, the message of hate crime has probably not been um, as wide spoken as we'd liked it to be hence why my role now is to, to, to get that message out as much as we can. National Hate Crime Awareness Week is coming up, so that's our that's our cue to get out to the communities and just let them know that you know if you can't talk to us, there's other organisations that you can talk to, and they will then third party report to us, so we can make hate crime actually more recordable, so people actually know that it's going on and that we can treat it with the respect that it deserves. Because at the moment, not enough people are reporting it, so it doesn't look like we've got a major problem with it. Sure. Are there any other uh, things you're involved with? Uh, uh, not just the actual hate crime. Uh, so we do. Um, uh, I get involved with the LGBT plus community, um, faith communities as well. So it's getting the message out to the faith communities because obviously there are difficulties within then, especially if they're LGBT plus yeah. uh, uh, members. 
they don't want to be ostracised. So it's about us, you know, welcoming them in into the community because this is this is London. We're multicultural. Yes. Not only multicultural, we are we're all different, but we're all, we all are who we are, and we need to be that person uh, and, and speak out. The lovely Suzanne there, who comes with her own theme tune. And there'll be more white-hot police action later with her male counterpart, PC Crowther, who I've been chasing for a tidy while, but unfortunately, he can run a lot faster than me. I'll catch him eventually. Anyway, time now to pop back inside the RVT to see what's happening on stage, starting with the wonderful mistress of ceremonies, son of a tutu. Can I get an amen? And before anybody complains, I'm an atheist. That is an atheist. Amen. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Love ya. <laughs> anyway, this is a variety showcase. So our next act is going to give us some poetry. Woo! So please put your hands together and help me welcome to the stage the one and only wonky wordsmith. Circuses of antiquity treated freakery with cruelty. But unlike long ago, my solo freak show of modernity is respectfully about the beauty of deformity. Now, the Hollywood Walk of Fame is where famous fingers leave long-lasting impressions and my delightfully deformed digits will leave a long-lasting impression on you. So, I'm Ruthie Adamson, a.k.a. Wonky Wordsmith. Wonky because it wasn't my fate to be straight, so I am asymmetrical and homosexual and um, they're the very things that have brought me to Power Pride today which is a festival which is actually tailor-made for me because I identify as a queer crip um, I've reclaimed the name crip I don't understand that it is originally meant in a derogatory way but to me it's I've uh, reclaimed it and I'm empowered by it and I'm a very um, proud member of the queer community and the crip community so for both of those thing, communities to be brought together today uh, I'm in my element oh that's brilliant so how long have you been doing this act for? Um, it started literally uh, Literally as a hobby for fun, it's still fun, Um, but three and a half years and it's got a life of its own now. What other gigs have you done then? Um, All around the country? uh, Yeah, I've done a lot of gigs nationally, I've also been uh, invited uh, to be a guest poet internationally in New York City, so that's on my to-do list. Oh, that's brilliant! Um, I do perform partly for fun, but mainly for activism, uh, to use the power of words, uh, to convey important messages, so that those messages either really resonate with people, so they feel empowered, and if they don't really resonate with them, then at the very least, to raise awareness. That's brilliant. To, To give people food for thought. 
to speak to one of the three co-founders of Parapride and Community Engagement Director, Daniel Lull. So, Daniel Lull, I've known you for years and now you are heavily, heavily involved in Parapride. Perhaps tell us about the journey you've been on to be here today, Anish. Well, Nick, um, as you know, um, you know, I haven't been disabled for many years of my life. Uh, uh, four years ago, up to that point in my life, uh, um, I was leading a very regular life, uh, you know, active, uh, working, uh, having fun, traveling. And then uh, um, pretty much out of the blue one night, I fell ill. I was uh, um, brought to hospital. I was diagnosed with uh, meningococcal meningitis and septicemia. And from that moment onward, sadly, my life has changed completely. Uh, you know, my life uh, um, has never been the same since then. Um, but at the same time, you know, like uh, for the type of uh, uh, illness that I had, it was, um, uh, you know, I, I am very lucky to still be around. Yeah. Um, so uh, that sense of uh, uh, gratefulness of uh, still uh, being there, um, still, still being around has um, motivated me from keep going and uh, not stopping and uh, um, and uh, yeah and 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 uh, ultimately doing something for my community that um, that can um, help other people who are LGBT and disabled absolutely so it, uh, just just to explain to people because obviously this is a radio interview you lost um, uh, both your legs uh, d- during this so as a consequence, yes, yeah. of uh, the uh, septicemia and meningococcal meningitis. So uh, I, that means that I've lost both of uh, my legs from uh, below the knees. Um, luckily, uh, it happened at an age where I was able to rehabilitate and um, uh, and learn to walk again on prosthetics. Um, so, um, so yeah, that, that is how I lived my life now for the past three and a half years. But uh, uh, since I have been disabled, uh, um, I noticed that there was an evident need for more inclusive spaces and more inclusive venues for the disabled LGBT community. So, and was that something you noticed personally when you were trying to get into these venues? Or definitely, yeah. Like you know, um, uh, my my experience in the LGBT community, even before I were I become disabled, uh, hasn't always been welcoming or uh, warm environment to be in so uh, um, you know as uh, when I did become disabled uh, the thought of uh, being reintroduced to the LGBT community uh, did sort of like uh, um, raise some uh, some stress and some anxiety uh, so I did meet um, a group of other people who were in similar circumstances and we got together we started working together to um, create more inclusive spaces uh, and working with venues and uh, uh, so that's how Power Pride really came about. So every year to mark the anniversary of what happened to me, I choose to do it in a very empowering way. So in previous years I have uh, done 
triathlons and this year uh, as purely as a coincidence uh, that happens with Parapride because today is the anniversary of what happened to me four years ago so the 17th of August uh, 2015 is uh, the day that I was brought to hospital and uh, four years uh, four years on we are celebrating Parapride, the first uh, charity that focuses on the intersection between the LGBT and the disabled communities. That's, I mean, that's amazing. This is the first ever Pride as well, and how, how wonderful to, to as you say, empower yourself um, like that. Um, obviously, you know, if you could flick a switch or whatever um, to return as you were, I, I, I guess you would say yes, but all the, the all the positive changes that have happened and the people you've got to know and being involved in Power of Pride surely that has very much enriched your life or the thought that's right Nick I to be honest with you um, you know you would you would think that if uh, there was a way to reverse time um, I would choose uh, for things to be different but actually I don't I, I, I don't it, it, because uh, yes you know losing your legs it sucks but you know, um, I'm still alive, first of all. I'm still able to live uh, uh, my life independently. Uh, I still have, uh, uh, luckily, a lot of support from friends and family. And uh, my disability has uh, empowered me in uh, many different ways, even though it has, uh, you know, sometimes it is uh, an obstacle. It, 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 it does create barriers, but it has empowered me in many other ways. And, um, and I have learned so many things through my disabilities that I would have never have done um, if it wouldn't have happened to me. I want to break free. So Chris Jepson, international photographer for the LGBTQ community. How are you finding Parapride? I think it's amazing. Um, I was there at the launch a few months ago and like the diversity of the people there, it's not just for people who, with access needs, it's like everybody and their friends and supporters. It's just brilliant. I mean, a cross-section of the whole society right here in the RBT. <laughs> you almost got attacked by, by a wasp, but <laughs> there's a swarm coming at us right now. <laughs> So you must do all sorts of different events. I mean, uh, tell us a little bit about your world, the world of photography and LGBTQ events. Uh, well, I've lived in London 32 years. So I've, I've, I've done the gay scene on, in London for more than 25 years. So, yeah, everything from uh, Earl's Court, when that was the happening place, through to Soho, when that was the happening place, down to Vauxhall, and then back to East London. So every, every corner of London that's had an LGBT scene, I've been there and documented it. And have you had exhibitions and stuff like that and books with all your pictures done? Um, not really. I mean, I kind of publish them under a brand called LondonClubland.com. Um, if you want a manager, you know, I just charge 10%. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I have... I, I actually spoke to Peter Tatchell like, two weeks ago in Brighton Pride um, and, and he did say you've probably got like, the longest archive of any photographer in London because I've photographed for 25 years yes. um, and I should do something with it but I haven't decided what that is yet I absolutely agree um, you should do it uh, how are you finding today? Uh, really good the entertainment on stage is amazing this time they, it's, uh, the launch was, was a bit more haphazard but today they've really got it together there's some great entertainment on stage the crowd is really good inside the IVT so there's loads of people really diverse crowd again uh, and you know for a sunny afternoon to get everybody indoors is not an easy thing to do uh, and the venue's packed it's brilliant it's a really really good day
thanks to Chris Jepson there. Now guess what's just happened? Go on, guess. I've only caught up with PC Crowther. <gasps> it's a fair car, Possifer. So, PC Crowther, you are here at Parapride looking very resplendent in your proper police uniform. So you look like a real police man. I hope I am a police officer. Yes, indeed. That's fantastic. So where do you feel this is going to evolve then? Because I think this is going to really take off. What, Parapride? Yeah. Yeah, so I believe, obviously, this is the, the starting step to becoming something huge. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of representation in regards to people with disabilities in the LGBT community, so I think this is a, a great step forward. And I think, obviously, going forward in London Pride and, obviously, Brighton Pride and all the, all the bigger prides yeah, yeah. in the UK, I think they, they can really sort of take this and... and plan something else with it really that's brilliant how do you feel the emergency services can get more involved and do more on, on a sort of day-to-day basis with, with, with people with disabilities uh, so we do quite a lot anyway to be fair we've got um, the lgbt um, network within the met um so we, we do a lot of events um, i think all we can do as a, as a force is really show show our presence a lot more in, in the right events you know show that we're there to support um that's about it really keep 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 striding along you know that's brilliant the community <laughs> And uh, finally, can I have a strip search and a phone call? No. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, Andrew, tell us about your role in Power Pride. Well, I'm a trustee of Power Pride. So, as it's it's quite a new organisation, it's just only been recently set up. And I was asked to be involved as I've, I've been involved in the funding and charitable sector for about 20 years. So I've been involved in, in funding and working with all sorts of different um, parts of social change. And as a gay man myself, then when I heard about Parapride, I thought it would be something very interesting to get involved in. And what, one of the things that, that I've learned sort of by being involved in this is just how so many uh, disabled people who are LGBTQ don't really have the same access to whether it's venues or whether it's events. So you're talking about physical access? Um, part of it is physical access. I, mean, I imagine there's obviously a wider, yeah. wider issues. Because it can go very broad, you know, to, you know, all the way to, to mental health issues. So there is physical access, but just um, the sort of, there could be the logistics of going somewhere. Or if you want to go out, how would you know that um, you're going to be accepted there? So I think that's a big thing for a lot of people. They might feel nervous to go somewhere and they might be worried someone's going to criticise them or nobody's going to talk to them. So it's easy to say, well, somewhere, of course you can go wherever you like and even if it is physically accessible um, it might need a bit more someone might need a helper to go with them or they might need other kind of support or it might be some places are too noisy so they need some quiet space so there are there are so many different ways that you can adapt and actually just by talking to people and finding out you can adapt um, different events and venues which at the moment they might say they're sort of open to everyone but you actually have to make a little bit more effort on top of that and what about people who might feel a little bit isolated they have a disability they want to get involved in the in the community, uh, but they feel they're quite alone. Um, does your organisation link people to other people? Yeah, I think that's something we would we'll be starting to do. Um, I guess you probably have like a core group of people who who already go to events and are maybe quite well connected. And what we need to do is reach well beyond those existing people. So I think there'll be lots of people who'll be sitting on their own at home. Um, someone that I'd, I'd heard about the launch event we had said they hadn't been out for ten or. 15 years yeah. so um, I think 
you know what we need to do is is sort of all of us sort of make the effort to educate and to reach out beyond the usual suspects and encourage people to come and bring someone along invite them along and the great thing about something like Parabride is it's accessible to everyone so whoever you are um, you're welcome here and that's just you know a great chance for people to have fun really and what about funding I mean do you do uh, lots of events to sort of make money because all this stuff costs money yeah we just started so at the moment we're really I guess what you call a community or you know voluntary organization so we're looking for kind of little bits of money ourselves to do things but mostly when it comes to events and they're not put on with great costs so it's more about we just try and cover the costs of an event through various sources of money but over time we'd be looking to to scale up a bit but I think we'd always want to recognize you know we're not looking to to run huge events because part of it is about other events so other gay prides or other events working with them so that they become more accessible as well so it's not just doing things on our own I think a lot of it would be working with others too I think one of the things with this kind of issue is that um, perhaps sometimes people are a bit scared to talk about it or it's something that's very foreign to them. But, I mean, literally anyone can become involved and help. And part of it is just awareness raising because it may be, for example, in, in a bar or something like that, maybe, like, nobody in a wheelchair goes in there. Maybe it's accessible, but or maybe, like, you see someone in a wheelchair and you think, oh, I, I don't know whether I should talk to them or not, you know, or I'm really, I don't know what to say. And I always think don't worry about what to say just talk to someone and actually just ask them how they are and listen to them you don't need to know the right words and things because if you say something wrong people can just say actually I'd prefer you call me this or call me that so it's, it's really an opportunity for, for anyone to get involved and just learn a bit more about other people actually that's brilliant is uh, Parapride now a registered charity or will it be? it will be so we've just actually put our application into the charity commission so hopefully in a few months time we'll be there and then we can also work on scaling up a bit more that's brilliant thank you so much I'm Miss Sugar Cube. Yeah. I am the founder, one of the founders of Power Pride. So how did that happen? How did you all get together in the first place? I do a night for uh, disabled crew in here, LGBT disabled crew in here, uh-huh. which is a night once a month. And we go from Vauxhall to Two Brewers. We wanted more people to come on, more venues to come on board. Um, to hold these nights for us to actually promote, make awareness and to be um, more inclusive. It's a game changer to be quite honest. It's about time that this actually happened. It's been a long time coming and it's nice to actually have this community where we can be together. Do you know what? If it wasn't for my team and directors, we wouldn't. This wouldn't be on. We have worked so hard this year um, for Power Pride. I really, really am a believer that we are making a game changer. 
of society. It's not just LGBT, it's society. On everything, on totally everything. On shops, eateries, pubs. We can't change the world, but we can change the, the community. Absolutely, and I think that's what we need. think this is going to just explode in the next sort of 10 years well i think it will we we, we do intend to expand definitely um at the moment uh, uh, power pride the first year will be focusing in london um but uh, in the new years uh, it, it will be uh, in the next few years we, we are planning to expand uh, um across the uk so uh, repeating what we're doing in london to other major cities like birmingham so uh, would london, these be london. separate um things happening at the same time or would you have a, a number of different events it will be a number of different events right. uh, throughout the year yes yeah definitely in the next 10 years, I want to, I would like it to go international, total international, um, and be one of those platforms for disabled artists. That's the thing. You need to have the disabled artists to have a, somewhere to go where they feel safe, where they feel included, and where they see inclusion. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this materialises from today and just seeing how it's going to grow from... And I'm sure it's going to grow strength to strength anyway. I think like Black Pride, it's give it like five, ten years, yeah. it will be massive. Definitely, definitely. Which is so exciting. And we're at the... This is the very first one, isn't it? Today? Yes, it is. So I, I feel quite historic and a little bit hysteric after a couple of pints of it. <laughs> it's about having allies. It's about having non-disabled people the whole lot the whole spectrum on board because if you don't you're not going to get nowhere and venues need to up their game and say right this is what needs to be done and I think it's about time that this happens that's brilliant. Listen, thank you so much. It's been a, a fantastic first pair of pride. I've loved it. You were fantastic. You look amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> And our thanks to everybody involved at this year's very first and historic Parapride. I'll leave you with a short montage of onstage fabulousness, including Elvis reborn at the RVT. Until this time next year, I'm Nick Randall. Goodbye. Well, since my baby left me, I found a new place to dwell. It's down at the end of Lonely Street. It's Heartbreak Motel. Well, baby, I 
I've been so lonely, baby. I've been so lonely. I've been so lonely. I could die. Anyway, um, I'm going to put this magic wand away, and then I'll cue the uh, person who's doing the magic in the box. This is Ruth, our, our sign language interpreter. Is that your name, Ruth? You... Right. I don't believe in disability. Um, even though I have one, I just don't. That's why I'm here with Tim. I don't believe in a lot of the stuff that makes us want to use words that hurt other people. I just believe we are people and that's it. The headless before you. Thanks to the disability pride movement, there's been an immeasurably immense improvement in my mind and inspired by each crip comrade. I am no longer afraid. Just a, a, a few things in summary for, for us to take away today. Um, so everyone, I implore you all to listen. Don't judge, don't make assumptions, listen. Um, I implore you all to look at people with, with kind eyes. I really, I really, really like that. Um, be open to talking to people who are completely unlike yourself. You know, be prepared to get out of your comfort zone and, and have those conversations. And lastly, use your platform, whatever that be, to empower others. And hopefully we can all take that away with us today. Thank you so much, everyone. Okay, so my name is Sacha Lahore. Um, and my thing is Broadway. So have we got any Broadway fans in? When you're good to mama Mama's good to you We'll you see you again sometime soon Let the music play Oh, was that alright? snsonlineshow.com your brand new one-stop shop for all things SNS take a tour through our wide and diverse collection of shows and listen in to our exclusive range of in-depth interviews spanning the popular arts featuring actors, writers, journalists stand-up comedians, musicians and more you can also enjoy our shorter bite-sized series covering vibrant new theatre, television and book releases and with our arts lifestyle remit, you get to explore issue-based topics, including health, mental health, women's rights around the world, and LGBTQ. Contact us with both your comments and suggestions for future guests. And don't forget to read up on our blog, regularly updated with articles and photographs. A forum where everyone is welcome to contribute. SNSonlineshow.com, your one-stop shop for all things SNS. SNS.